2: What up, fantasy football faithful? It's Maddie Kiwum. Welcome to the latest episode of The Game Plan. In today's show, my guests and I will be talking about some do or die players. These are the guys that your fantasy teams need to have on them to push these wins, to get the wins down the stretch, to get you in the playoffs, the one seed, what have you. And you already know that we are going to be diving into the bargain bin, get you some weak. 10 sleepers so ladies and gentlemen children of all ages get out your pens and your pads and let's start game planning to get them week 10 dubs baby planners today i am joined by a very executive guest and i use that word exactly for a point the hardest-working man in fantasy football, hands down. You've seen him killing it over at Roster Watch. Listen to him on Sirius XM, Breaking down college football for Orange Bloods and dropping those hot fire bets for unabated.com. My guest also makes up the other half of the executives of fantasy football, making his third appearance here on The Game Plan, the big dog, Cody Carpentier. What's up, my brother?
1: <laughs> what the hell's going on brother i appreciate you as always i don't know what this is my third or fourth time on here maybe and said, uh you're
2: third like I, you are you were not listening to me oh dude totally of course. we're already man. doing that. i, tra- we're just, we're doing
1: I think i was trying to think in my head <laughs> i think i was trying to think in my head whether it was my third or my fourth i know i just lost the host of the main show maddie uh, i think this is now my fourth time on the show now that i'm running this one solo so we're going to be here we're going to be here for a, a, a whole saturday edition of the game plan I don't know if Matt is coming back now. I'm kind of worried that maybe he got booted from his internet. So no, it's
2: listen. This is if you guys rock with me, you guys know I'm an idiot. I need to get a new mouse. These stupid. <laughs> oh, mouse. you
0: did the reverse thing.
2: <laughs> Great gods on Wednesday. It just. Man, it does. I I need to get a new mouse because when I'm trying to just man the mothership here, I always end up swiping myself back. But it only takes getting minute to get back. And Cody, you're a damn professional, so I'm I'm sure you talked enough shit to to make all the listeners around and want to watch the show.
1: Shout out to Jonathan Lang. <laughs> Shout out to Jonathan
2: Lang. He's a producer extraordinaire. So let's get into the first segment. So uh over on the uh, the executives of Fantasy Football, our Patreon, patreon.com slash the executives, uh, I came up with this uh, score, uh, the do or die score. Basically, it is an accumulation of all the fantasy points surrendered by defenses per position, averaged out from this week uh, until the end of the regular season. So these are the players who have uh, the most opportunities to score fantasy points down the stretch. So today we're going to talk about some of these players, some of these do or die fantasy players guys that you will absolutely help you push these last wins across board. Cause I mean, Cody, this is, this is the crunch. This is crunch time, man, right? We're in the, we're in the, we're in the thick of it, baby.
1: We're in the midst of it. It is the, the dawn of the playoffs. I have a couple of teams that are sitting at like four and five and I'm quite literally like two games out. My point totals are fine. I'm like two games out though. I gotta, I gotta win these next two games. And when you came to me last week and you're like, yo, I'm working on this thing. It's called the do or die. And I was like, what, the, what, the, what is he talking about? Do or die. We're, we're only I always have we're to not name nothing.
2: things that don't make any sense, and I don't get any context. And,
1: I, and then I and I get the email, and I pull it up, and I'm like, "All right, now we're talking. This is exactly because everybody everybody knows like um, there's matchup tools out there. We have yeah. one at Roster Watch as well. That's that's it's based on a, a number of different things uh, coming in from last year, coming in from uh, po- you know fantasy points allowed, all this different stuff. But they're like. Most of them are looking at the back, like what has happened so far this year. Oh, it's the 27th ranked matchup. Cool. Yeah. But what about a a sectioned off time where it is literally do or die? You must win. You know, you have four matchups or you have five matchups between week 10 and 14, right? That's to get to the playoffs, five games. You got to win three of them. You got to win four of them, for example. And this tells you like, hey, X player is in the nuts position to do that. And then on the opposite end, this guy is in the possibly worst position to do that as far as what we've seen so far this year from the opponent and from the player. So when you're sitting there and you're looking and you're like, hey, man, this guy just offered me Michael Pittman for my Hollywood Brown because he's hyped up about Kyler Murray coming back. And I'm like, let me check out this do or die score. And these guys are quite literally on polar opposite ends. It makes a world difference because it's just kind of one of those things that can put you over the edge hmm.
2: Yeah, we these are this is you, you can use them for dynasty redraft. It's really just for the win. Now it is to get some wins. Uh, and you can find that over at patreon.com slash the executives. If you're not already rocking, let's go rock. us say you can get the whole list. But we're going to talk about a couple quarterbacks, a couple running backs, uh, receivers, tight ends, give you a smattering of different positions uh, and you can go trade for them. Uh, Mo, I don't think any of these guys that we're going to talk about are really unrostered, but we'll we'll see. Uh, so, Cody, let's let's talk about the first guy. I, I, I'll get it started here. I'm going to get start with the quarterback um, and he's on your favorite team. That's why I want to get it started with Josh Dobbs. So initially, just without talking about the, the, the do or die score, I'll get into that in a second. But what are your thoughts on him now being the QB one in Minnesota? And how could that look over the last the, the course of the fantasy regular season?
1: I think it can look good because of two things. One being his rushing upside and what he can do in the rushing game. We saw it last week. Uh, He had 60 rushing yards, which if you look at that compared to what the Vikings have done in in totality this year in the running game, it completely changed the surface of, of what it all looks like for them. Quite literally, you look at the top rushing games by a Viking this year. Alexander Madison had 95 against Carolina, 93 against the Chargers. That was earlier this year. And Dobbs was third on that list now was 66 against Atlanta in his first ever career start and then drops off to Madison with 44. The Vikings rushed for 146 yards against the Falcons in that game. That was the most they've had the entire season in a mm-hmm. game. It was the first game Dobbs played. I yeah. think that having Dobbs in this offense is going to unlock that different dynamic where they do, now, they do now have to pay attention to the running game because if anybody watched that game with Dobbs, the efficiency at which he ran and his ability to kind of break tackles and, and be elusive was Awkward, but also like worked very well and was Mm -hmm. efficient for him. Now, again, you can attribute to that some to some poor tackling, but I think you're gonna be able to see that continue over the course of the next couple of weeks, as well as they don't have a bye until week 13. So they do have one that's right dead in the middle of, of kind of the run. But I think you're gonna be able to utilize him over the next three weeks, especially. You have a home game against the Saints. They're gonna go out to Denver on Sunday night football, and then they have another one that's on Monday night football at home against the Bears. So I think there's a couple of good matchups in there, as well as the Raiders inside of a dome. In week 14, when it all matters, when you need to get to the playoffs. And there's questions right now where they, they they labeled Justin Jefferson questionable for tomorrow. Right. They didn't rule him out. They didn't rule him out. So I'm kind of I'm kinda I don't really want them to force him back. Um right, it would be not. nice to have him potentially be like a, a guy that's that's just uses a decoy against Marcus Lattimore, and then we get Addison in some in some good opportunities and TJ Hawkinson some, some good opportunities, but that aspect alone of getting Jefferson back with Addison, of how Addison's been playing of late, I think changes the entire dynamic uh, from the passing game as well as we talked about with Dobbs with the rushing game. The, the
2: rushing game with Dobbs is really what's popping all season, so this is including uh, his tenure with the Cardinals. One, two, three, four, five. So last week was his sixth game with more than 40 okay. rushing yards. You're baking in four-point floors already. That is uh, – it's nice. And then when you look at the passing attempts, I mean, he came in relief, right? He, he didn't start the game last week for the for the Vikings. He came in relief. He still threw the ball 30 times. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like the, they're going to let him chuck. Like you said, it's going to uh, unlock a different aspect of this offense, an offense that has been high pace, an offense that we've wanted to be a part of. And we talked about this on The Hurdle a couple weeks ago. The Hurdle, the executive uh, of Fantasy Football YouTube channel. Check it out. Tuesdays, Wednesdays. Questionable going forward for Fridays we'll talk about that uh, over on our network but uh we talked about how the trade for Dobbs invigorated the Vikings it made everyone rock the you know it didn't make everyone rock those Kirk Cousins t-shirts but like when the vibes are high the vibes are high and the trade made the vibes stay high and right away after that trade what did what did uh, the report come out justin jefferson's coming back soon like he was immediate like the the tone was Uh, well, maybe they bring him back. Maybe I don't know. We'll see how they're doing. And then they make the trade, and he's like, I'm, I'm fucking coming back. And I was like, yep, the vibes are high here. So I, I like Dobbs. He was the, uh, he has a, uh, a do or die score of eight, which is the fourth best amongst quarterbacks. Um, so like we said, you talk about the matchups starts this week. I know the Saints seem a little bit, um, You know, scary, but at the same time, they're at home, indoors, and this could be a shootout. This might not be an ugly, a a pretty game, but we don't care about the beauty of the sport when it comes to fantasy football. We need fantasy points, and that's what we're going to be gunning for. Uh, So Josh Dobbs, he's one of the do-or-die players that we definitely wanted to talk about here. But before we keep going, and you're going to want to stick around to hear what else we have to talk about, and of course, we're going to get back into the bargain bin. But before we do, let's hear about rival fantasy.
0: This episode is brought to you by Rival Fantasy, Rival Fantasy, the coolest fantasy platform not enough people know about, but they will once I'm done, baby, because they're always innovating. They just rolled out seasonal leagues. We set them up for patrons, for our listeners, and they funded over $1,000 in payouts. That's what Rival's all about. They're always innovating. They already had the fantasy book where you can take overs and unders, stack them up, multiply your payout, but then they added... Challenges, so you can set your own lines and put them out there for the community, and then you can browse the community's lines and say, "Hey, this guy's crazy. I'm going to take the other side." It's cool, and they have fantasy bingo. Rival fantasies reminding me how much fun I can have with fantasy football, and use that promo code PLAYER. The promo code is PLAYER. They give you a $100 instant deposit match plus $25 plus a free play. That promo code is PLAYER for up to $125 in deposit bonus and a free play. You can't beat it.
2: The game player, Maddie Kewo, joined by my brother here, Cody Carpentier. Cody Carpentier, Carpentier NFL on X. We're talking about do-or-die players. These these are the MFers you need on the squad to get some dubs. Um, And the next guy I want to bring up to you, Cody, and we've talked about him extensively over uh, at the executives because we thought he was a top 10 guy. Now we're a little unsure. But when we look at the do-or-die score, Brock Purdy, Is the best rate, has the highest rating amongst quarterbacks with a do or die score to
1: 6.4. So he
2: looks poised and ready to rock. What do you think Brock Purdy is going to do for our fantasy teams here uh, for the rest of the regular season?
1: We were excited about Brock Purdy a month and a half ago, and he kind of had a little spill out. The projection was that they were going to continue to win, and instead they started to started to lose. It a couple of tough matchups against defenses like Cleveland and Minnesota that have that have come alive lately on defense, as well as Cincinnati, who's just turned into kind of a, 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 a I don't know a gauntlet of, of sorts, I guess, or whatever. And then they had a bye week. They've had a lot of injuries: Debo Samuel out, Trent Williams out. And now they get Jacksonville. I think this matchup coming out with Debo in the lineup, Trent Williams is still questionable with an ankle injury. We'll see if Trent plays. I think that's a bigger factor that people take into account. Mm-hmm. I think they get Chase Young in this defense, it's going to be, it's going to uplift them a little bit. I like San Francisco in this game, first of all, and I think that they're going to kind of reawaken the beast. And I think down the line, that's going to continue to help them at Jacksonville against Tampa, Seattle, pretty s- pretty decently nice matchups i think for the passing for, for the quarterback and then the tough matchup against philadelphia but he gets seattle a second time as well as arizona going into the playoffs i like brock purdy's matchups i like where he's going brandon iuk's been probably the most underrated wide receiver in all of football this year and he, you know it was like it was funny coming into the year everyone's like yeah we know brandon Ayuk's good but we're not going to give him any respect and then he started the year out and he's like he looks really good all the underlying metrics are like he's really good and people are still like that doesn't matter. He's not good, so it's kind of just one of these <laughs> weird dynamics. But Ayuk is a very a very low key guy because he's just out there. He doesn't have the name, uh, you know, the name brand that Debo and George Kittle and McCaffrey do. So it's mm-hmm. just it, everybody knows how loaded this receiving core is, and I think that they're going to get this thing right and they're going to wake back up the second half of the year. Where do you have Brock Purdy ranked in your Week Ten rankings? Uh, let's see here. Week ten rankings. Brock Purdy is currently sitting at quarterback number twelve, smushed oh, like between Kyler Murray and Derek Carr.
2: And I still like. I do. I do like. Side note. Do you like Derek Carr this week?
1: Do I like Derek Carr this week? Yeah, I have him 13? quarterback. I have him quarterback thirteen. Yeah, I like him. Okay, like, ones, what?
2: <laughs> we both paused at the exact same time you can you tell we do this together a lot uh no but i, my, I guess my question should have been up to what ranking do you feel confident in using obviously uh you know past 12 you're talking about superflex or 14 team leaguers but that yeah. doesn't just because Derek carr or someone at 14 is there doesn't mean you don't like them so i guess where does it end up being like these guys stank
1: in your rankings um, well, I mean this week, especially with, with some nice buys, uh, that's kind of hurting us at the quarterback position, especially cause there's literally like, this is going to sound putrid, but like Taylor Heineke quarterback, nine Gino quarterback, 10 Kyler, 11 Brock Purdy, 12. Like I'm fine playing those guys. I don't love it. I'm never going to love that. Derek Carr. I got 13 Dobbs, 14. We talked about his rushing ability. Mm-hmm. Dobbs may be a little bit low, but I think the Sam or this, uh, new Orleans pass defense has been pretty decent. Um, and the game total is pretty low. Trevor Lawrence comes in at 15. Like, you can play him. I don't love the matchup. Right. Baker. Baker against Tennessee, I start to – yeah, I start to kind of want to throw up. Da- Dak against <laughs> right, the Giants. Okay. Like You can tell yourself a story there, but it's like
2: – He either has to be hyper-efficient with three touchdowns or he's going to stink. I mean, that is the game.
1: They're going to beat the they can run. They can the literally time. run the ball the whole game. Like, it's not – like yeah, Dude,
2: I don't, deuce vaughn might have six yards in a tutty in this type of game
1: I yeah i don't know honest. i just but that's that's kind of i guess that's probably the line yeah. the line's probably like baker against tennessee like i i like baker but like i just don't love that match i just don't love anything around it so i'm gonna i'm gonna right. probably draw that line at baker baker Dak.
2: perfect so the re, the only reason why I, I was bringing this up is just to give a frame of reference that because some people might hear oh he hasn't met qb12 i don't care but it's like no, yeah. this, a ranking sometimes uh, is doesn't paint the whole picture. Like, like Cody said, he has guys even behind him that he's pretty happy about playing in, especially in deep league superflex, uh, you know, stuff like that. So Brock Purdy, Josh Dobbs, Purdy though, in my opinion, in superflex, I'm looking to buy everywhere yeah. I can in dynasty, everywhere I can because the 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 market's down on him, the perception is down on him. But like you mentioned, he's getting some guys back. And he's still first in yards per attempt, first in adjusted yards per attempt, second in deep ball completion percentage, and first in expected points added. Like this kid is a damn baller. And they're gonna have some good matchups down the down the stretch. So, uh, Josh Dobbs, Brock Purdy, two guys that are that should be on your do or die rosters. Cody, you have somebody else that you want to bring up—a a running back, or receiver, tight end. What's a guy you want to bring up that should be on these do or die teams?
1: I got one for you, but I want to ask you this question because you just talked about buying Brock Purdy and Dynasty. Yeah. I saw this question come about. I think yesterday on a show, I, was, I listened to too many podcasts, and the question was, <laughs> Brock Purdy or Bryce Young dynasty? It's
2: Brock Purdy, because the the hope of a guy with a Bryce Young skill set is you get enough weapons around him, he could be Brock Purdy. I'm yeah. not saying that if if I had the, the the Niners team and I could pick Young or Purdy, I would pick Young to be my offense, obviously. But that's not the game we're playing here. We're playing fantasy in the, every variable it has to be accounted for so in my dynasty if i have bryce young and i can flip him for brock Purdy, especially if i need to get some wins soon hell yeah i'm in
1: all right all right i got one one quarterback that's definitely it's he's a little bit lower he's kind of in the middle of the do or die scores matthew stafford um He was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, and I know everyone coming into the year was like so worried about his spine and his neck and stuff. I was. He actually kind of cleared all that up yesterday on Pat McAfee, and he was like, "Dude, I'm I'm a hundred. I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing for a couple more years. I'm gonna try and get another ring." Like, so everything was positive coming out of there. So the way I took that, and again, they're going into a buy right now. They just signed Carson Wentz. I don't think Wentz is going to play. I think Stafford's going to be playing coming out of the bye. Matchups are fine. I think they're going to continue to try and win football games because that's what Sean McVay wants to do. I don't think McVay is going to mail this thing in when he has guys like Stafford and Cup and Donald on this football team. Again, they are sitting at 3-6, and but the NFC is kind of garbo right now on the bottom half, and I think there's still an avenue where you could see Minnesota fall apart. You could see Washington fall apart, and the Rams could potentially get hot with Stafford lineup. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but – um, I do think that definitely you can't out you can't overwrite or or overlook Matthew Stafford with Nakua and Cup and Kyron Williams coming back. There's still points to be scored in this offense, and I think I still trust Matthew Stafford. But your question to answer it at the running back position. It's the guy to the top of the list. It's Ramondre Stevenson. This offense blows. I don't think they have much talent at all in it. And I don't love Mac Jones. I don't love anything about it. I don't really love Ramondre Stevenson, but I like the efficiency at which he plays with in the passing game. So I'm going to go ahead and say Ramondre Stevenson is a guy that I know you can definitely get your hands on. He's had a couple of good games over the last four weeks. He spent number seven, number two running back week six and week nine over after having back-to-back 40 and 44 games. In week four and five, so I like Ramondre Stevenson rest of the season. I don't know if I quite want to put him on the pedestal of like league winner because his team just completely flat out blows. So uh, yeah. I do like him as a as a you know like a re two on my team, which I do have sadly in one spot because I got <laughs> title drafted. Yeah, I we were West I think we were streaming when that happened. Brutal, I that. <laughs> but that, that team's that, that team's actually like I think the team's like seven and one. I want to say or seven and two or something like this with Ramondre Stevenson on the, I got auto-drafted Ramondre Stevenson and Jerry Judy in like round three and four in that league. Yeah. And I couldn't have been more upset. <laughs> Listen,
2: sometimes, you know, guys like Ramondre Stevenson, he can, uh, he can validate it. Like he could come on late and validate the draft capital draft, anything else. And I, I hate the, I mean, I'm a Pats fan but I hate this team. I want nothing but the Dude. worst. I want them to lose every single game uh, because I'm just I'm sick of the way they run this league. It's anti-fantasy, and I don't mean that like Arthur Smith, Like I don't care about your fantasy. I mean, it's literally they don't do anything fun. Like, anything that I love about sports, the Pats don't do, and now they don't win. So it was one thing when you were getting wins, 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 wins. We could take, uh you know, guys that I can't play in fantasy. We, we could deal with these guys. But now, it's like, I'm not taking this BS and losing football yeah. games as a fan. So I want them to lose. But I do like... Romandre for the, fan, the 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 stretch run here in the regular season, and it's really this simple. You know, this week the Colts give up the fourth most fantasy points. Next week, bye. You'll get healthy, a little healthier. Then he comes back and he sees three teams, none of which uh, are they're all in the top twelve for the most fantasy points given up per game to wide uh, running backs. And because of the passing game ability, he can have a game where he runs for forty-two yards, but catches six passes for forty yards, and you're like, well ching i'll take that this week so Ramondre stevenson popped in the 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 do or die model for sure Uh, i'm glad you brought him up the other running back that i'll bring up briefly is tony pollard and i think that i needed to bring him up now because the planners listen to me good i think you got you got what 24 hours 24 hours and 30 minutes because next week next game against the giants he could go berserk and like you said cody like they could have this game in the hand and they might just give him enough to just go berserk and then you can't buy in. I will say this about Tony Pollard and I'd love to get your thoughts on the player because when you look at his underlying profile, his performance metrics, they're not good. So, this is where the metric needs to meet, you know, the football brain that you have, can a guy who hasn't flashed in terms of his skill set in 2023
1: perform because the schedule is pretty light for the next 5? I don't know why he couldn't. Like I think I think Pollard's been fine and he hasn't given us the 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 top end stuff that we expect that or most people expected they're like this is a top five guys zeke has gone light it up but i think the entire offense in totality has just been inefficient at getting to that point like you look all the way back to week one when they played the giants he had two rushing touchdowns but it was on 14 carries he didn't really have much in the passing game games are just situations are situational it's just how it is in fantasy football especially because you, you you're living based on how the nfl game plays out and not every game is the same, obviously. So I think that there is still opportunities for Pollard because he's still the second-best player on this offense, and I still think that they're going to need to utilize him in every single game down the stretch because, again, they're still in it. They're 5-3. and They need to get this win against the Giants because they need to continue to roll. They got Giants, Carolina, Washington. Like These are three games they should roll up in, Mm -hmm. and when you roll up in a game like this, we're talking third quarter, Pollard gets 10 carries in the third quarter alone, and that's when he really builds on that workload and scores a touchdown.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I again, it, Pollard, Ruandre, they've come with a little bit of red flags, but I think that now is the time to jump on them, bring them into your on your fantasy team because the window's there, the the opportunity to buy is still available. Uh, Tony Pollard's sixth uh, most weighted opportunities this year. Um, so with the light schedule and a skill set that isn't you know it's not terrible, he's not gone. Tony Pollard, fire him up, Cody, Let's move on to the wide receiver position. Give us a do or die player that these guys and gals need to have on their fantasy rosters.
1: I mean, I don't really want to, like, stay in New England by any means, but DeMario Douglas has clearly shown he's the best wide receiver in New England. It's not really close. We've seen him continue to grow over the last couple of weeks. We know Juju, he got seven targets last week, but he is about as inept as a donkey on steroids. So uh, Kendrick Bourne out with an ACL. Devontae Parker not looking good. He's been concussed. Jalen Rager. Ran 31 routes last week. Jalen Rager not good. We literally saw him drop a deep ball again last week. Demario Douglas, though, seven targets, five, six, seven in the last three weeks, continuing to run more and more, more and more routes. He went up 11 routes this last week, finishes wide receiver 22. Second time in the last three weeks, finishing as a top 26 wide receiver in fantasy football. He's a little guy, and everyone's like, well, he's only getting these dump-offs and things behind the line of scrimmage. That's only going to continue to grow the more and more that he earns the respect from Bill Belichick and the more and more that he earns those opportunities from Mac Jones in the passing game. And They're like, we can't trust Jalen Ragger. We can't trust that uh, Devontae Parker is going to stay healthy. We can't trust that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to play uh, at a competent level of football. Demario Douglas is going to be the leading target getter in that offense if it's not for him, Andre Stevenson. So Demario is the guy that's easily attainable at this point, and I think I'm going to continue to to kind of roll with him.
2: i got to give you all the credit in the world when it comes to Demario Douglas. Uh, you were kind of on his profile, kind of highlighting his profile before I really saw it anywhere else. Uh, we were at the draft house last year at KC over at the play pro draft house, and you're like, I think this kid kind of looks like Brandon Cooks. And I was like, well, I know he didn't get first-round draft capital, but he – He's on the Patriots yeah. now, and I think he it's has Liberty. shown a little bit of that. You know, Brandon Cooks' game. Do, do you still stand by that? Where's his comp uh, going forward after seeing him play in the NFL?
1: I, I think it's somewhere in there that Brandon Cooks' type of play. Um, we haven't seen him really stretch the field as much as Brandon Cooks can. Uh, that the the Cooks thing came because it was like Cooks obviously came out of Oregon State and he was a high end, higher end uh, draft pick. DeMar Douglas came out of freaking Liberty, uh, which is forty five minutes down the street from me. Yeah. And he went to the Shrine Bowl, played good, but he was also overshadowed by Zay Flowers. So I think it's just one of those things where he, he is, I, I don't want to say the pinnacle of a, of a New England Patriot wide receiver, but he's kind of like yeah, perfectly placed in a situation to be successful because they're not going to go out next year and draft another DeMario Douglas. They're going to go out next year and draft like a Keon Coleman or a Marvin Harrison if, they, if the opportunity presents itself. Like right? They're not going to yeah. replace him. And all it's yeah. going to do... Is open up opportunities for Demar Douglas to continue to be successful in the long run, and I think in games like the rest of the season in twenty twenty three, like when you're down by fourteen, you're down by twenty, and you're trying to just move the chains and get plays going, it's like dunk, 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 dunk. All of a sudden, this dude's going to end up with a game with twelve targets. You're going to go, who's this Demar Douglas guy? Once you're like, hey man, he's been doing this for a month and a half, and you're going to have him on your roster. That's kind of how I kind of look at that, and it's it's a lot easier to a, a, obtain a guy. Like uh, a Demario Douglas, you know, or uh, a Brandon Powell, who I'll talk about here in a second. That's another guy that I really like because they're free, and because it's it's injuries happen. The next guy up, but the next guy up is not always the right answer. Sometimes that next guy up is not, is you know it's Jalen Rager, but other times it's the rookie that came into the offense, or it's a new guy in the offense that has a pop, has the flash. Right, and I think that's what Demario Douglas brings. One last
2: thing I'll say about Douglas for our Dynasty listeners uh oh, oh, virtually any move that gets made for next year i think helps his fantasy stock because like you said the wide receivers that they bring in will complement his role they could bring in a new quarterback that could elevate the offense or they could clean house and have a more innovative more pass happy more nfl 2024esque offense which again would absolutely uh do well by a guy who's shown that he can play at this level uh, does, and he got expedited because he's been in such a bad offense. Had he gone to a better offense, maybe he had to, you know, wait his turn, kind of wait, wait, wait to get an opportunity for the Patriots. Here he is, and he will be part of their long-term plans. the The, the noise around Douglas here, pop Douglas up here in New England, is all positive. Uh, you know, being labeled as already one of the best players on their offense. So, uh, yeah, get him for the stretch run. Get him for the long run. He's an absolute get uh, for your do or die rosters. Before I talk about my wide if I just want to talk. Uh, we had a question from the chat from Caleb. It's a good question. Montgomery or Pollard? Who wins throughout the rest of the regular play or oh, the, the fantasy
1: regular season? That's such a tough question. I lo- like. I love, and I want to say Pollard, of course because I think that the health will be there the rest of the season and he doesn't have this thing called Jameer Gibbs back to him. But That's I think I'm still going to roll with David Montgomery. I think I'm still going to roll with David Montgomery because the efficiency at which you saw him run the ball with and the trust at which Detroit gave him the opportunities, that I think they're going to continue to do that when he does come back and he does healthy. And I think that Detroit's on pace to win 12, 12 and a half, 13 games. So I think Montgomery is going to continue to get run. And coupled with, I think, what we've seen from Jameer Gibbs, it's going to start to go like this. For Montgomery, which is good. I don't think it's a bad thing. It's good because you're going to stay healthy. And a healthy Montgomery that has less touches is better than a Pollard in his current state and situation. So I'm going to go Montgomery.
2: Yeah, it's that is a tough, tough call. Both players uh, score well in the do or die score. So I, there's really no uh, lead either way there. For me, Caleb, this is how uh, sometimes I can't give you an answer, but I can give you a path to an answer. Ask yourself this How do you feel about Gibbs? if you feel like Gibbs yeah. before the injury is how he's going to be post-injury, then you're going to want to go with Montgomery. If you believe that Jameer Gibbs is going to be the absolute electric playmaker that we've seen in the last few few games, then you would want to go Pollard. So once you answer that question yourself, I think the answer will become a hell of a lot more clear
1: for you. Maddie, can I ask you a question about one more wide receiver yeah. before we move on past wide receiver? Yeah. This guy um, by the name of Rashad Bateman – interesting you want to bring up shoddy b on the game plan i'm here for it brother i I, so like we all were fans of rashad bateman when he came out right Mm -hmm. and he and zay and odell have been playing every week this year and rashad bateman targets three 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 two five odell beckham three four 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 seven four seven like they're getting targets they're getting opportunities Zay Flowers, 10, 5, 10, 4, 10, 8, right? Up and down, up and down, up and down. But the consistency staying with Bateman and Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham hasn't been practicing every single week. He's getting those vet days. Yeah. I haven't seen Rashad Bateman getting vet days. So that means Rashad Bateman's getting more work in the weeks with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Bateman jumps up from three to five. Well, he actually goes from three to two and then up to five targets this past week. He ran 23 routes, which was the most he's ran since week three. He finishes wide receiver 45, which isn't good by any means. But if Baltimore is going to continue to win down the stretch, the do-or-die score doesn't love him, but he's middling. He's just right dead center in the middle of the road. If this team's going to continue to win games and we don't trust Aldo Beckham to stay healthy all year, is there an avenue for Bateman to be relevant the last four weeks of the season in fantasy football? This
2: is how I'll break down Rashad Bateman. Um... I, I, I don't mind getting in the weeds for a player that I used to have a lot of love for because I think our listeners would really like to hear where we're at on a guy that we were also high on just a couple years ago.
1: I do want to preface this with, I'm not by any means saying I love Roosha because, as you know, dude got his fourth strike for me preseason. You gave him like his fourth strike? Completely, yeah. Completely and then Cody out and done. In that You're out, out. I'm out, out. But at this point, I'm just like looking at it. And it's a Bayesian process, as it always is. And I'm just like... I've seen crazier things, and this guy has shown he's been healthy for nine weeks. They look like they've used him. The load management with him has been perfect, and I'm just like, golly, man. Listen, this is,
2: this is where my head is for Rashad Bateman, and it's a dynasty play. Redraft it, it. you really just whatever. Uh, if you need a buy week filler in week 12, that's your guy. He has the charges with the third uh, most advantageous matchup. But what I'm doing in dynasties, I'm trying to buy this week for basically free 99 in hopes that in week 12, they kick the Chargers ass and he looks good, scores a touchdown balls out. And then I'm going to use that week 13 buy as a week or so period to try to sell. Now, if, if there's a deadline in that, in your way, I'm sorry, uh, playing a league without a deadline, like, uh, or one that goes to the very end of the regular season. I don't to tell you, but if you can make this play, that's the way I'm maneuvering around Rashad Bateman. When it comes to putting him in my lineup, I won't no. make that decision to week twelve because I need to see it more often. I can't rely on a guy like that when there is a, a lot of options that are pretty cheap. That if you're going that much for a lot of t- lottery ticket, stick around for our bargain bin players. Like that's where I would go first. Yeah. But I yeah. do think he is on a on a path. I like what you're saying in terms of his path to relevancy is there, and there is a matchup where he can go berserk on the horizon. That's why I want him on my dynasty rosters because then you have a chance to flip him or just have an inflated value player that you got for free. In our deep rosters, you know, you'll take that. Uh, let's move on to tight the reason ends. I bring it up is
1: because a lot of people have dropped him at this point. Like I've I've talked right. to a lot of people that have just straight is. up dropped him, and like I'm always out on like the 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 part of like, oh yeah, this guy's worth X. This guy's worth X. But like when you're talking about a guy that just gets dropped. We know the talent profile's there. He's starting to look healthy. Like you, you got to talk about it. So that's all you
2: there got to bring it up. Uh, but now I want to talk about some tight ends here. Both of the Well, let's see what we get into. I'll just get it started. I want to talk about Dalton Schultz. Um, he's going to be tough to buy uh, in most leagues, but if you have him, keep him. He is definitely the tight end that I want when I'm talking about the do-or-die scenarios. He's got some really advantageous matchups over his next string of games for the Houston Texans. His bye weeks already happened, um, and obviously he's playing with one of the hottest quarterbacks on planet Earth, uh, a game which he's coming off 11 targets, 10 catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. He was tight end one. Um, he's got some good matchups, but the approach here is: if your league mate who rosters Dalton Schultz, you gotta make them believe that they're selling high, so you gotta pay up. But at the tight end position, if you're trying to win matchups, now's the time to get a little crazy with it. So I want I want to get Dalton Schultz for this stretch run. Uh, any thoughts on Dalton Schultz, and then go ahead and bring up your tight end that that could help these do or die rosters.
1: No, I like Dalton Schultz. The only thing that scares me off is just that, like, and, and this is kind of like a, a weird thing, is that there's not too many guys in that offense. There's just a lot of guys in that offense. Does that make sense? Like there's not like too many there's guys. No in the dudes. Of, like, right. Right. There's a lot of talented dudes here. It's just like, yeah. there's just a lot of dudes that CJ shroud can get the ball to and has done it efficiently. So it does kind of scare me, but yeah, we talked about Dalton Schultz coming into the season, dude. He ended last year, I think with seven top 10 finishes. So like, He's he's in his realm. He's in the he's he's doing the thing, and it's a it's a it's a it's a dependable blanket that C.J. Strug can get the ball to. He's got four top six finishes the last five weeks. You have to trust and you have to believe in that, and I think that they're going to continue to do that in Houston. So yeah, I I, I liked Dalton Schultz, uh, and I think that's I think you said like he, he may be tough to obtain, but I think you're still going to be looking at a lot of leagues where people are just like dalton schultz dude. like what what are we doing it's dalton schultz yeah. like i'm not I, i'll just i'll just drop dalton schultz this week and i'll just I'll, you know i'll pick up uh i'll pick up hunter henry because i want to play hunter henry because i like the matchup this week like you, that's i think this, the realm of dalton schultz people are still not wrapping their head around like how consistent he's been right so i do right. think there's still opportunities where you're gonna be able to get him because they're be like, ah, it's just tied in i'm just gonna continue to add and drop add and drop you know what i'm saying for um, sure especially on redraft Exactly. And that's kind of that's where I'm angling that at. Yeah. So I still I still think that there's avenues to obtain Dalton Schultz. I'm gonna get a little hot and extra with this one. It's not really hot, but it is a little extra. And that is Dalton <laughs> Dalton Kincaid, right? Dalton Kincaid's been an absolute unit the last three weeks, and I think he's only gonna continue to do that. So you might say, Well, you talk about Dalton Schultz being hard to obtain. Dalton Kincaid is is entering borderline unobtainable yeah. area right now. Uh, he's been targeted 26 times over the last three weeks. He's wide, tight end seven, nine, and seven. Again, playing a lot more than just inline tight end. And so I'm not worried about when Dawson Knox does come back. What I am excited about, and the reason I'm saying go out. Spend the money, spend the dollars, spend the picks, spend the players to get Dalton Kincaid is because he's playing the wide receiver position. He is the number two option in this offense going forward. If Buffalo wants to win football games, they're going to learn how to feature Dalton Kincaid to a higher extent, similar to a, a Mark Andrews type or Ertz type in those offenses where he just becomes a target hog. And I think he's vaulted himself. And we've talked about this on The Hurdle. I've talked about this on Undercovered Ops. I've talked about this on Roster Watch. Watchtop. Literally every show I've been on over the last month, I've just said, Look at the tight end grouping that we've we've earned. We've 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 stuck it out. We've stuck it out the last seven years of getting just punched in the nuts at tight end year after year. It's just like ha ha ha, ha late round tight end. No, like next year is gonna be yeah. so nice because we have all of these guys, and Kincaid's one of the guys that's at the top with Sam Laporta. So I think rest of season, though, I think one of my favorite rookie tight end especially is going to be Dalton Kincaid rest of season. And one of my favorite tight ends overall rest of season is Dalton Kincaid. And I do still think he's obtainable because we have not seen the maximum price hit when he has that 13 target game where he goes for a buck 40 because that is in his range of outcomes if he stays healthy that's when it's going to become unattainable. So go out and, and, and buy yourself some Dalton Kincaid before it's, it is actually too late. And I know the re- people are going to be like, well, we've been talking about Dalton Kincaid since the draft. It's like, yeah, Theo loves him. I get it. But it doesn't mean that your league mates love him. That doesn't mean that your league right. mates understand that he has this hyper upside. That just means that your league mates are like, oh, I got Dalton Kincaid and he's good. Like They don't understand that he's got Ertz and Andrews type of output in him. So uh, make sure you go out and trade for some Dalton Kincaid.
2: Matthew Wiggins in the chat. We did it, boys. Yes, yes, we did. And I think I want to bring this up real quick before we wrap the do or die players. Um, is that because of this now seemingly? I don't know if it's a surplus of tight ends, but this bevy of pretty good tight ends. You might have a, a league mate who has Schultz and Kincaid, or Schultz and Hawkinson, or Kyle Pitts, and you know, there's this smattering of Laporta. You know, there's all of these guys. Who are now on these rosters who are effective? Taysom Hill is now going to be on. Kate Otten had two touchdowns last week. Like, there is now a whole bunch of tight ends that people are like, oh, yeah. that is what is going to make these two tight ends obtainable in our redraft. So, our redraft listeners, you know, if you don't have one of the elite tight ends, but maybe you do, maybe you picked up a Laporta, you a Kincaid, or whatever, and now that's your guy, you could get these guys because of that.
1: You talked you brought up Kate Otten. Kate Otten's one that was uh, that that's been weird this year because nobody talks about Kate Otten. No but like every other week he shows up. Every other week, it's like 11, 14, 13, tight end two last week. Kate Otten's literally free. I don't even know what his his ownership has to be sub 10%. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I'm not gonna pull it up right now because it'll take me a minute of dead air. But Kate Otten is one of the only tight ends that's running like 80 plus percent of routes on a weekly basis. And at the tight end position, you know entering now having the surplus of tight ends that's one of the key things we're just looking at peer opportunities and routes run and K. just a consistent guy every single week doing that yeah K. dotton let me
2: see real quick where he fall he's not great on the do or die score so you might not want him if you need a starter for the next four weeks but cody's obviously 100 right now he's the routes are there he he's is dead. there and we need touchdowns at tight end so streaming you know, a guy like Kate Otten. I might be streaming t- uh, Kate Otten this week. It's between him or Gerald Everett. So help me out, Cody. Am I going Otten or, or Gerald Everett?
1: Uh, I think we got Gerald Everett this week. Let me pull it up quick. Let's Your see. tight end rankings,
2: if I can remember correctly, the guy, I think it was 21 for Everett, but I didn't know what Otten was. I don't remember recall seeing where he was. Uh,
1: So we got I got
2: Otten at 19, Everett at 15. Okay. So I should go Everett.
1: Yeah. Number six tight end matchup this week.
2: And where can people find your rankings for week 10?
1: The rankings will be over at patreon.com forward slash executives. For just mine, over at Watch, you can get our cumulative rankings with me, Alex, and the Trashman, and our projection and model. But otherwise, mine personally will be over at patreon.com forward slash executives, as well as the Cuck score, thankful to our boy Matty Kewoom, well as Undercovered Ops, a former show that was on playerprofile.com, mm-hmm. as well as the Do or Die score, as well as our shows, as well as— First rankings. Their best bets of the season, 62.5% on the season. We've had over 120 bets hitting at 62.5%, our cornerstone rankings. You got to go check all of that stuff out over at patreon.com forward slash executives. Plus, there's a Discord that's not really popping right now, but there is people in there and they do be asking questions and Maddie do be answering them while he's on the toilet. So yes, do be over there doing that.
2: And I have I got three little ones. So your boy tries to get his toilet time and privacy. So I answer all the Discord questions when your boy's over there on the porcelain pony. Our man Rukta is in the chat. Real quick, two sentences, three sentences, what's your outlook on Michael
1: Mayer? I love him, dude. I, the quarterback situation is going to only get better. So, you know, like he's going to be the guy that you're going to have an opportunity to buy going into next year. Um, you can buy them now. You can buy them later. Doesn't matter. Here, here, now, whatever. What's the, what's the candy called? Now or later? Now or later? Doesn't matter. <laughs> now or later.
2: I hate now or later. I'm not a big fan of Michael yeah, I love Michael Mayer coming in. And it's just what we're seeing now is we just might have. If your favorite was Laporta, if your favorite was Kincaid, if your favorite was Mayer, you might have just hit the, the the nuts. It might be ding, 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 all around winners for the tight end mm-hmm. class. So uh, yeah, the, good. I, I wanted to bring that up for our guy, Ahan. Uh, let's jump into the bargain bin now. So we've been going here for about 40 minutes. Uh, but we're going to get into the bargain bin. We're going to get deep. These are the guys you can add if you need wins in week 10. So, Cody, who is your quarterback for week 10, the bargain bin play?
1: Well, you could probably scroll up in the chat as well, and I'll give you a second to do that while I bring up this player's name, but his name is Uncle Bill, Uncle Will Levis. Um, he's 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 high up on the, di- the do or die rating. Um, and I also have him pretty high this week as well. He's got a top matchup against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the team that, um, was it last week? I believe this quarterback, this rookie quarterback, I think he threw for like 470 yards or something against this defense. Will Levis, though, like he's a guy that you know, he had a great game in his, in, his intro. He came back and he played. He played good football. He didn't play good fantasy football, but he played good football last week mm-hmm. against Pittsburgh Steelers. Now he travels to Tampa Bay and kind of a get right spot for this team. I got him as a top ten play, number eight overall, and that's not just me being biased. Um, I, I do. I do think Will Levis exposes upside um, with Kyle Phillips now being his his kind of blanket underneath. Chigo Conquo is looking healthy. This run game has to get going, and of course. DeAndre six XL glove size Hopkins out there getting some opportunities, so I like Will Levis uh, this week at the quarterback position is one of the guys that I'm higher on than consensus.
2: Uh, one thing I will echo for Will Levis why I, I do like him this week as well. Um, seemingly the, the the part that hurts him the most is his offensive line. The Buccaneers uh, so far this season on player pro uh, on PFF have a twenty second ranked pass rush grade so it's not like they just get after it, it uh, uh, you know with great I think two weeks they only had one sack in a game so he may have enough time to dial it up and we've seen the arm we like what we see there uh, so Will Levis is definitely the, the the flashy play the play that I, I do like he's going to be available half of your fantasy leagues uh, but I'm going to go a little deeper here I'm going to go with Tyler Heneke He's at Arizona. Uh, Player profile has him ranked at quarterback 22, but you mentioned earlier in the show you at quarterback nine. So you're pretty high on the matchup, which is exactly the type of player that I'm targeting in the bargain bin. Widely available. And someone like Cody who knows what he's talking about has him ranked higher than most. So this is why I picked Tyler Hineke. He's rostered in 11% of of ESPN, 26% of sleepers. So he's out there, folks. Uh, His matchup, one-and-a-half point road favorites. So it's basically like a pick him game. Uh, And the 43 over-under is mid. It's right in the middle of the slate there, so Vegas is projecting there to be some points. And I think that even the the, the over-under mark, it's tough to truly put your thumb on because Kyler's back. James Conner is back. There is a better chance for uh, either a shootout or garbage time for Tyler Haneke, which I think inflates his value. Arizona is a top-10 matchup for opposing quarterbacks. Uh, and when you look at their defensive grades over at PFF they're bottom 5 pass rush fourth lowest coverage grade and second lowest overall defensive grade uh so like that's going to lead for you know a chance for the, the the Falcons to to put together a good game plan and I know Arthur Smith uh loves screwing our fantasy teams but even last week will uh Tyler Hinke was a top 15 quarterback in week 9 so despite Arthur Smith's toughest efforts he was still a you know a, a QB2 uh, in our deep leagues or our super flexes. Uh, he will have Drake London back, which will help the overall offense produce. Uh, and, and even in relief, when he came in relief in week eight, still at 12.6, I think it was 12.6, 12.7 fantasy points. So the kid's gunslinger. Year in and year out, he comes in right around the do or die time, right around the time we need to get these wins again in the playoffs, and we can throw him in our lineup. Tyler Haneke, uh we got him as a bargain bin quarterback. So we got Will Levis, the gunslinger. And Taylor Henneke as our two bargain bin quarterbacks. So let's go over to running back Cody. Who are you diving deep into the bargain bin to play this week, if need be?
1: Your boy AG. You text me last week and you're like, "Yo, Antonio Gibson is giving you some opportunities." And is yes, People forget every single year. People forget about Antonio Gibson. They're like, "Yeah, this guy's toast. He ain't gonna do nothing." It's Brian Robinson's backfield. And then you look up and you go, "Huh, Gibson." Running back 34 in the season, running back 26 over the last five weeks. Hmm. Running all these routes, 27, 19, 31, 21, targets, 5, 5, 6. Getting some carries. Wow, we're, we're making improvements. We're getting carries in this backfield. 0, 3, 2, 2, 5, up to 5. Uh, second most snaps of the season uh, this past week, 36, 33. Gibson's making opportunities felt. And again, I don't have him like considerably high, but he's a good matchup against Seattle. I have him as running back, uh, 40, uh, right. No, sorry. Running back 38, one spot behind Charbonnet. And you know how people feel about Charbonnet right now, right? Splitting the load with Ken Walker. It's like, I would rather have, uh, Antonio Gibson than Zach Charbonnet, uh, especially rest of season. I know we're talking about week 10, but like rest of season, I think I'd rather have Gibson just because, uh, I'm not really worried about the split load thing. I'm looking for upside baby and the uh, upside. Who gives me upside, Maddie?
2: Antonio Gibbs, baby. Tony G. And for you, Dynasty gamers, I'm just going to put something here from our chat from Joe in the chat. Uh, she's going to make everyone Saturday a lot better with this one. Can't wait till Gibby signs with the Chargers. Oh, man. That is, that's the stuff. That'll get you going. That I'd is,
1: the I'd stuff rather he go to Minnesota and they let Madison get out the door and just bring Gibson in and give him the whole backfield.
2: They make him Dalvin Cook 2.0. I like both of these. How bad. And I do love Antonio Gibson. Uh, I got someone in one of my leagues coming after him. It's just like, buddy, he ain't getting him. Uh, my bargain bin running back is the opposite of Flash. It is Devin Singletary um, at Cincinnati. Uh, running back 33 on player profiler this week. He's rostered in about half of ESPN and sleeper leagues. Uh, the matchup, the Houston Texans are actually six-and-a-half-point road dogs. But the over-under of 47 is the second highest on the slate, so there is a projected amount of points to be had. Uh, when you look at the matchup with Cincinnati, Cincinnati is like a middling-of-the-road type of matchup for running backs. They've allowed 1.78 more points over league average uh, at the running back position. That's 11th most in the NFL. They have the 28th-ranked run defense, uh, according to PFF. So I guess that this is one of those cases where the film doesn't match the uh, metrics on my exact how PFF rocks their stats. That's not really my concern. I'm just going to use it for my point that I'm trying to make here in the bargain bin. And I think that without T. Higgins and uh, a Jamar Chase that isn't necessarily going to be 100, uh, percent I think there's a less of a chance that the, the Texans just get dog walked. And I think a competitive yeah. matchup is where Devin Singletary will shine. That's where he shined with the Buffalo Bills throughout his first stop as an NFL running back. And Damian Pierce. Out again last week, uh, Devin Singletary saw seven, uh, 76.1% snap share. That's pretty high. That's what we like to see out of our bargain bin type running backs. And again, competitive games, tough games is where he thrives. Last year on the Buffalo Bills, uh, when the Bills played the Chiefs in the playoffs, they played in the regular season, but he didn't. He was part of the starters that just did not get touches. So you can't really go off that game, but in the playoffs. Against this Bengals defense, he scored 11.2 fantasy points on just 11 touches, so about a fantasy point per touch. Uh, and he did a lot of that in the passing game and he's been sneaky effective in the passing game for the Texans. And we like that with Stroud, you know, a couple checkdowns, a check down when they're on the seven, you're looking at a seven yard touchdown reception possibility for a guy like Devin Singletary, cause he's been on the field in those types of spots. So, uh, I, I you went with flash, which I love. Tony G's my guy maroon all day. I don't it's if but still I love it. And I went with the boring, but Devin Singletary is my bargain bin play.
1: So Singletary, I think I'm going to ask you this question. Are we, were we just a week early last week on Devin Singletary? Because he ran all the routes. He had 24 last week. He's in 46 (laughs) snaps, finished running back 35, did tiddly squat, nothing. So people are going to now be like, man, I Singletary screwed me last week. I'm going to go a different direction. And 24 routes again Mm -hmm. in that offense. He had two targets. And obviously you know how that game played out. Do you have your cornerback rankings up by chance? Because he had 24 routes, again, two targets, and we know what Stroud did, 470 against Tampa, throwing the ball to Noah Brown, throwing the ball to Tank Dell, Nico Collins, and Dalton Schultz. There's 24 players on the injury report this week, including Nico Collins, who is at John Mechie hit full practices, mm-hmm. so he's likely to play Robert Woods, potential to play, questionable. But uh, what the line I'm drawing here is I know you like Cam Taylor Britt.
2: I do like Cam Taylor Britt
1: are the consensus of the cornerbacks are the grouping of cornerbacks for Cincinnati better than the grouping of quarterbacks for Tampa cornerbacks. Because if they are, which I think they yeah. are, I haven't looked at your rankings this week, but I'm assuming they are. That would tell me that little tighter downfield opens up a few more doors close to the line of scrimmage, bumps those targets up from two to maybe six, to maybe seven for Devin Singletary, because he's already running those routes out there again, mm-hmm. 24 routes season high, more than Damian Pierce has ran all year. Of course Dean Pierce is out and Singletary is still playing. Two targets last week, look for that number to jump.
2: Ah, great call Cody. I mean, that's a that, that's fantastic dude. Honestly, you've that's a home run analysis because I do love the cornerbacks for the Cincinnati Bengals, especially without Cam Taylor Britt or DJ Turner the rookie you know, having to deal with Nico Collins. So now they can allocate those weapons, those two outside corners. Because DJ Turner has been a slow, steady climb, not only in my rankings, but getting on the field for the Bengals. And now after last week, he is their cornerback one, Cam Taylor Britt their cornerback two, and it's a pretty deadly combo.
1: Do you have Turner on Dell? Uh,
2: I had Turner on Collins, but now I, with Collins being out the reshuffle, he would be projected to be on Dell. Uh, Robert Woods would get the the corner. I mean, the slot corner, Mike Hilton, and then um, Noah Brown would push yeah. to the outside and then get Cam Taylor Britt. So uh, I like that. But the, the, the problem is with a guy like Dell, they're physical corners. Uh, DJ Turner's looking; he's super physical this year. Cam Taylor Britt, so they might be able to bully Brown and Dell a little bit. They might.
1: Also, Turner runs a four two. Yeah, he's quick. Like his agility might not be on par with Tank Dell, but. Dell's not going to, he's not going to tizzy anybody. So I'm not like, I right. love Tank. I'm not trying to write that off. What I'm trying to tie the line is to, I think it's going to be a little bit of a tougher matchup this week for these wide receivers. That's going to allow Schultz and our boy Singletary to get some work.
2: Yes, absolutely. So let's move on to the wide receiver. You teased it a few minutes ago. So which wide receiver deep in the bargain
1: bin should people use in week 10? You know what I was going to do? I was going to say, I was going to say Brandon Powell, but I'm kind of, Kind of a little scared off right now because of the Justin Jefferson stuff. So if Jefferson hmm. doesn't play, you have to play Brandon Powell. Brandon Powell's been—I've I've tabbed him Mister Flex the last couple of weeks because again he hasn't been like a top ten guy. Because of course they have this guy named Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkins in there, but I've had this guy Mister Flex because these are his weeks since week five: wide receiver thirty-six, wide receiver fifty-six, wide receiver twenty-nine, wide receiver twenty-six, and then in week eight he did have wide receiver seventy-nine, which is his worst game. But Again, top 30, top 30, top 36, Mr. Flex. Nobody knows his name. He's there. He's running routes. He's crisp. He's clean, and he's dependable. And he caught that touchdown to win the game last week from this guy that just walked in the door named Josh Dobbs. So if no Justin Jefferson this weekend, like we're not expecting, look for Brandon Powell to continue to be Mr. Flex. And then I don't know where people have Debo Samuel this week, but don't make the mistake of not playing Debo Samuel. Please don't do that. Like, he's coming back off of bye I have him ranked number seven. The only reason I bring this up is I'm not looking at like ECR or anything, but I'm looking at is like our model and our projections and Trash Man's rankings over at Roster Watch. And I don't want to throw mm-hmm. him into the bus or anything else, but the numbers are coming out in like the 20s and 30s. So he's going to be a guy that people I think are going to want to sit maybe coming out of the bye, which kind of shocks me. I put him at wide receiver seven this week. I don't care. I think Debo's going to come out fire. He's pissed. He's missed games. He's pissed. They've lost. Top 10 matchup against Jacksonville. Child, please, man. I'm playing Debo Samuel. I know it's not a deep one or a garbage bin by any means, but I just noticed that going through here and being like, don't make that mistake. Because I know we both do start sit stuff tomorrow. For I know sure. people are listening along, making those start sit decisions. They're like, well, Debo's missed. To me, don't make that mistake. Don't bench Debo Samuel.
2: I love that call because we got to move a wide receiver 14 at player pro. So we're kind of locked up with what you're thinking is don't get cute. You know, don't play the flash and the pan guy, you know, players that are coming to my mind uh, is like, don't play tank Dell over Debo Samuel, you know, don't play uh, George Pickens over Debo Samuel. Play Debo Samuel. He is a top fifteen play for sure. So I'm glad you brought it up. You also brought up starter sit shows. You got the starter shit. The watch. What do you guys call it? The 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 watching rosters. Watching
1: right? watching rosters. Yes, sir.
2: Of course. I mean, it's it, on it, the it's
1: roster watch YouTube channel tomorrow morning at eleven o'clock a.m. on YouTube.
2: Tune into that. We also have our starter stream here at the player profile YouTube channel at noon. Seth D. Wald is hosting. But let listen up, planners. If you get this video to thirty likes, I will reach out to Seth and say, "Hey, man, you got room for one more?" And I will jump on with the man because you know I love Sethy D. And I will, but I, you guys gotta admit, you gotta earn it, guys. So planners out there, listeners, get me get this video on YouTube to thirty likes, and I will reach out to Seth to see if he's got room for one more. And if you need another wide receiver, need room for one more, here's my bargain bin wide receiver, Rashid Shahid, baby. They are at Minnesota. Uh, wide receiver 33 on playerprofile.com. He's only rostered in about 28% of ESPN leagues, 48% on uh sleeper and the matchup, the match. There's a lot of things I like about this. It's a sneaky play. It's a ballsy play. I'll say that you got to have some cone ads or have that temperament to kind of leave it all out in the field for guy like Rashid Shahid. So the saints are giving up three points as road favorites, uh, but the over under 41 is towards the bottom, but that feels like an attackable over under to me. The way Josh Dobbs can kind of cause chaos, it's indoors. Derek Carr's been slinging the ball. Uh, Mike Mike Thomas is throwing bricks through people's car windshield. So he's going to be dog, I don't know, dogged out, ready to rock, uh, whatever you want to call it. Freaking Olave is primed to bust out. Just feels like that over under is a bit. Uh, low for me and again I'm talking about the other two wide receivers but this is the wide receiver that I want because he's available this is the wide receiver that I want because he's he's able to make big plays and he's going against a team in the Minnesota Vikings that presents the fourth most advantageous matchup uh, for wide receiver according to our player profile defensive matchup metric Um he's fourth most and or, or the Vikings have given up the fourth most receiving yards this year as a unit uh, to put that into reference, last week Daryl Hodge and Johnu Smith combined for 160 receiving yards. So this offense is—I mean, this defense is exploitable. They have some bad cornerback play, and they have the second worst pass rush according to player uh, to PFF, which means to me. Derek Carr will have plenty of time to rear back and chuck it deep. And why should he chuck it deep? Because Rashid Shahid has the fourth highest dot. That's the weapon downfield is Rashid Shahid. He also has the third highest uh, yards per target and third highest yards per reception. Again, a downfield threat. Over the last three weeks, uh, he's had three weeks this year, I should say, uh, where he finished inside the top 12. Now, however, the other side of that coin, he's had six weeks outside of the top 50, but... We were talking about do or die players, so I thought it was apropos to have a do or die fantasy play for my wide receiver bargain bin. And over the last two home or the last two indoor road games, so the last time the Saints were on the road and indoors, 24.3 fantasy points against the Colts, 18.3 fantasy points
1: against the Houston Texans, baby. Fire up Rashid Shahid. Dog, dog. And you brought up another name. I love Rashid Shahid. And then I, you know, I could cup tuple off of that and just say look at the difference between his 40 yard dash and the dudes in minnesota right now in the defensive backfield they're not quick and all it takes is as we know with rashid jahid uno mas one ball one One ball and rashid jahid 65 over the top and the hizzy's gone i love rashid jahid you brought up this name so i'm just going to leak it out there because i had it in the back of my mind from last week and you Mm -hmm. just brought right back to the front and that's kadero hodge again not beautiful not sexy (laughs) not anything Drake London's, back. Drake London's back this week. Mac Hollins is out this week. Mm-hmm. Kaderil Hodge has been working with Taylor Heineke every single day, and they said it on the GameCast last week. Kaderil Hodge is the player that Taylor Heineke is the most uh, connected with and the most trustworthy to mm. is Kaderil Hodge. And you saw that the last two weeks. He's had nine targets, seven catches, finishes wide receiver 27 and 38. So I ain't saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> we got to start sick question here
2: from brandon in the chat it's two receivers so i thought it was perfect jameson williams or jalen hyatt
1: drop them both
2: <laughs> <laughs> i pick up brandon powell or Rashid. no nope.
1: uh yeah i mean uh, i'd rather play Kadero uh, Kadero hodge to be honest with you and brandon powell uh if i have to pick between those two i'd go hyatt though however yeah yeah Bryce
2: is asking about some wide receivers, and I have two of these guys I have to make a decision in one of my leagues, so I'm going to be selfish here and ask you, Cody, to pick two here. From Devontae Adams, Brent Ayuk, Christian Kirk, Amari Cooper, or Deontay Johnson, pick two.
1: Um, the top ones I have are I you Wait, 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 never mind. Sorry, this is not sorted by the right list. This is uh, Adams and Kirk are the top two on this.
2: Let's go. Adams and Amari.
1: Kirk. How far down is Deontay? Amari, I have his wide receiver 18. Deontay, I have a little bit further down. Deontay's the wide receiver 13, actually. So it's
2: damn. So this guy's got a great run over wide receiver room, is what you're saying. Because yeah. we love Adams, how you talked about him, too. Yeah. Well, Bryce, how about this? Go you know, go over to Patreon.com. Become one of our Patreons here for the executives. And check out the do or die score. And then you could decide of these guys who you could start for this week because there's a whole bunch of different statistics you can use for that. So go go, go check that out. Uh, now let's move on to the tight ends. Cody, give us your tight end here in the bargain bin.
1: My tight end in the bargain bin this week Chig Oconquo 21% ownership over on Sleeper. Have him as wide or tight end 11 this week. Kind of couples with Will Levis. I think that they're going to continue to get Chig going in this offense and utilized. I noticed it back in the preseason when I was at the training camp when I watched the Tennessee Titans play. Again, Tannehill was the quarterback for this. But in the two-minute, in those tight situations, a lot of stuff is drawn up for Chig Okonkwo. You look at the last four weeks, eight targets, four, six, four, eight. He's been on the cusp, right? He's been a top 25 player every week since week two. Top 25 every week, but he has not jumped into the top 10. He hasn't been a tight end one all year, but he's been a tight end two week after week after week after week after week. Mm -hmm. Look for Chico to make that leap this week with Will Levis in Tampa.
2: Also, no Traylon Burks, right? So he should be number two in the pecking order. Uh, on a team that if you like levis like you do he's gonna have to chuck it to more than just the andre hopkins nick westbrook akini might get a shot downfield or two but chig look for chig to be a, a massive factor here uh, and he's definitely a good bargain bin play um i got irv smith i'm going deep into the bargain bin here uh wide receiver 20 here on player profiler the cincinnati Bengals take on the houston texans um you can get Irv Smith, he's only rostered in 5% of ESPN, 9% of sleepers, so he's widely available. The matchup, 6.5-point favorites at home, and again, 47-point over-under. I talked about it when I talked about Devin Singletary. Points are expected to be scored in this matchup. Houston, they have uh, given up the fourth-most tight end receptions, so the volume in our PPR formats or tight end premiums, we love it. They're tied for giving up the second most tight end touchdowns this year. And over the last four weeks, Kyle Pitts had his big game, 15.7. He was tight end eight. Taysom Hill had 12.3. He was tight end 19. But you take 12.3 fantasy points uh, in a given week. That must have been a pretty good tight end week. Tommy Tremble. Two weeks ago at 8.4 fantasy weeks was a top 17 tight end. And Cade Otten last week had 23 fantasy points. He was tight end three. So they have been giving up fantasy points over the last four weeks to opposing tight ends. And last week, Herb Smith had 11.6 fantasy points. That was his best week of the year by far. And there's no T. Higgins. So there will be targets to go around. I love Tyler Boyd this week. He popped in the Cuck score over at our Patreon. So check that out. So love me some Taylor Boyd. Tyler Boyd, he's my probably start of the week, to be honest, at wide receiver in terms of the questions that we'll get um, outside of the the elite guys. He just didn't make, he was over, he's way over 50% roster, so I couldn't bring him up in the bargain, but Irv Smith this week, if you are in absolute trouble here. But I got some tight end questions. We have one in the chat, so let's start with Ja Webb, Schultz or Taysom this week? Schultz. I'm going to go Schultz as well. Now, Cody, I'm going to be selfish because at the end of the day, this is my show, and I do these shows so that I could pick the brains of people like yourself to help me win my own leagues. In my home league, I have Kelsey, so I have no tight end this week. I talked about it a little bit earlier. I got K-Dot, and I got Everett. I might have a chance for Logan Thomas or Johnu Smith. I might have a chance at Chico Conco. So real quick, on the spot, rank these tight ends, or you can give them out in your ranks however you want to do it. I have So we're talking Everett. We said it was at tight end fifteen. Otten, you said it was tight end nineteen, but now who should I go after? Logan Thomas, John U. Smith, and Chig Conquo Your bar can be
1: Um really. all three are within four spots. So the only yeah, guy that you missed that close in those four spots is Musgrave. Uh so Thomas, okay. I have at eight, John U. ten, Chig eleven. And can you say that the again? best matchup of those so Logan Thomas eight, John yeah. ten, Chig eleven. Okay. And they all have middling matchups. They all have pretty, pretty decent matchups. So, so okay. All right. So, what you're saying is, I need to get Thomas back. Out there. Okay, yeah. get love back it. out Thank there, you. try to get Johnny, try to get LT. All right,
2: I love it. I'm going to do it. And that's today's episode. Cody, tell of our listeners where they can get all your content.
1: You can get all my content over at rosterwatch.com. That's where I do my top 10 thoughts show on Monday, as well as my watching roster show on Sunday, where you can do start sit stuff. I will be live here in just a couple hours, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time on Sirius XM channel 87 hosting the roster watch show, where we go over all 10 games of the main slate for tomorrow. And I got a guest today. His name is Matty key. Womb. He will Ooh. be joining me on Sirius XM channel 87. I think making a Sirius XM debut. Yes, everything sir. else you can find at patreon.com forward slash executives. On Monday this week, we put up our combo cornerstone rankings. So that is each of the last three draft classes with 2025's draft class included the week 10 wire, which is all their waiver wire needs on the given week. Those go up every single Tuesday. The Cuck score from your boy, Matty Kewum, his cornerback rankings mixed with my wide receiver rankings goes up on Thursdays. You can see our top eight plays for there, as well as our top 87 within there. CD lamb, it's going to be numero uno this week, wide receiver one on the week. Undercovered Ops comes out on Wednesdays. The best bets of the season. We have over 120 bets in there, hitting at a 62.5% rate. we got the do or die rankings as well, and the week 10 rankings will be in there as well. It's a loaded, loaded, loaded course of shit over at executives, patreon.com, forwards us, executives. There's tiers of $4. There's tiers of $10, and if you want to get maniacal, you can pay 20 or 50 We appreciate you. We love you. We thank you over on Discord as well. So, that's where all my stuff is at. I appreciate you, Maddie, for having me on here for a third time. I think third Thank
2: time. you. No, of course, like Cody said, go over to patreon.com slash executives. We're putting out a bunch of stuff. We, we, you know, we love what we do here. We, we're giving it to our, uh, to our patrons here. The people that rock with us, we definitely rock with them. And I think the only thing you may have forgot is our Sunday companions, Sunday companion shows, baby, which are, day back i mean last week mike just came on out of nowhere from 40 chess it's it's a blast so make sure you rock with the patreon patreon.com slash executives uh subscribe to the executives of fantasy football youtube channel the hurdle tuesdays wednesdays fridays tbd but we got a whole bunch of content coming out there great guests great topics uh so yeah make sure you're, you're rocking with all the executives what we got going on make sure you're subscribed to the player profiler youtube channel if you're not already like this video leave a comment whether it be a roster Decision a start sick question. Go ahead and leave it. I will get to you there. You can go over to Patreon uh, to play a profiler.com to get my cornerback rankings. Cody kind of alluded to that a factor here uh, when we do some stuff over at Patreon. So check that out. Uh, trade gods every other Wednesday with my man Jason all wine future cast with Theo. Web- Theo I haven't said Theo. I've seen food Theo Greminger, Cody Carpentier making his return to the show he made so damn popular. So be on the lookout for that. Cody is making his return back to the future cast. Cannot wait for that conversation, and you should be excited as well. Keep game planning, my friends, and I will talk to you next Saturday. Peace.